Hello and welcome to the Building Christian Fellowship Podcast. We are very excited that you have decided to tune in today and pray you are blessed by today's message. Praise God. We got a message today, but I want to tell you about a young man that grew up with a family, a father and a mother in a poor town, poor place, poor town, poor mother, poor father. He was just poor. His father wasn't educated. He wasn't able to do much except for go out and beg. Occasionally, he'd do some odd jobs. If we really looked at him, he was a useless man in the eyes of society. His mother, who married this man, the woman that married this man, married this man believing in a promise that one day that maybe she would marry this guy and he would do better. That if I just marry him, he would be better. He'd do better. But because her dreams didn't become a reality, she became bitter. And because she became bitter and things didn't get better, then bitterness began to spew out of her mouth. And as they had this child, this one young child, uh, a young boy, right around the age of two, she began to speak to her her son. And she would say things to her son such as, you're going to be just like your dad. You're not going to be anything. There's no hope for you. We will never be able to send you to the great schools and we'll never be able to educate you like everybody else and 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 she would speak these things and by the time the young man was around five or six years old she kept speaking this bitterness and because her life wasn't working out the way she wanted that she would speak her bitterness your dad isn't nothing and you're going to be just like your dad and 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 you're going to end up you're going to be stuck in this town and you'll never be anything or do anything and then by the time the young man was around 12 years old she would call out his name and the young man wouldn't even turn to her so he she began to discover that that this young man would, was having an issue with his hearing. She would call his name and he wouldn't turn and she would speak to him and he wouldn't listen and she would say things to him and she noticed that as she talked to him, he wasn't paying attention, but when he spoke, he began to be kind of funny when he was talking to his mom. So she noticed all of a sudden and she just made the assumption that not only is he going to be a loser, but now he can't hear. Not only can he not hear, he can't speak. I knew he was never going to be nothing, and this is evidence. This is confirmation. So as the young man got older, she no longer had to say anything to him about him not being nothing because he remembered the words that he did hear every day from his mother about how he would never be nothing and how he saw his dad who was just begging just to make ends meet. So she no longer had to tell him he was saying it himself. People were saying to him because he would go out with his father and be on the other side of the street as they were begging. And people would say, listen, you're, you're still young. You could do it. He, I, I never can't never be nothing. So as time goes on, the young man became an older man and his parents were gone and he no longer heard the voice of his mother or his father. But yet here he is, a man, and he's in his old age and he's standing or sitting in the street. Every time people are trying to go to the temple to worship, they got to walk around him because he's still begging for money. He's begging for money and he's asking people, please help me. And as they walked around him, they became annoyed because I can't even go to worship without running into this guy begging me for some money. And then one day, 
in this poor town, there was a rumor that went around the whole town that there was a man coming. There was a man that was known to be a healer and a deliverer. And the people said, who is this man? They said, this man's name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. For he cometh in bringing the good news. So the people of the village didn't quite believe this healer, this Messiah. So what they wanted to do is mock him. So they reached and they picked up this deaf guy and they brought him to Jesus. And this is where we pick up our scripture today. In Mark chapter 7, verse 32 through 35. And it says, a deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him. And the people begged Jesus to lay hands on him to heal him. But Jesus led him away from the crowd so that he could be alone. And he put his fingers into the man's ears. Then spitting on his own fingers, he touched the man's tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said, Ephatha, which means be opened. And instantly, 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 the man could hear perfectly. And his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. Instantly, his ears were opened. He could hear, and he could speak plainly. In the book of Psalms, the Bible says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. Now, I'm here to ask you today, what's in your mouth? Sometimes we will open up our mouth and is not praise in it. If I were a dentist and I was to open up your mouth, I should be seeing praises, not a bunch of cavities. Come on, somebody. But some of you don't have praise in your lips. Have you ever had a problem controlling your mouth? Mm -hmm. Don't everybody say amen. If you're not, then God bless you for lying in church. In the book of James chapter 3, it says that men have tamed all sorts of wild beasts. But the tongue can no man tame. It is unruly, evil, foul, and deadly poison. Therewith we bless God, even the Father, and therewith we curse men, which are made in the simplitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. We could bless God with our mouth. Oh, hallelujah, praise God. And with the same mouth, turn around and curse somebody out. Mm -hmm. So do I have some honest people that are in here today that could testify that there's been sometimes, just maybe once, that there's a person in your life that knew how to find that button, that switch on you, and they switched that button, and you got so upset that some things came out your mouth that you were ashamed of saying? Mm -hmm. Just a few people. Okay, okay, I, I understand that. You might cussed them out. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah now, now, some of you in here looking at me, no, no, pastor, I've been... Save, I'm saved, sanctified, speaking in tongues. I was born over a baptismal pool, and as soon as I was baptized in Jesus' name, I came up speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. I've never cursed in my life. And I'm here to tell you that you may think that cursing is just one of those four little four-letter nasty words. That's not a curse word. Those are just socially unacceptable words. But when we talk about curse, a curse is any expression.
impression made that some form of adversity or misfortune will befall one or more people. And I hope somebody hits you in your face. You, you ain't never thought that, right? You ain't never thought that. Huh? You just, see, so there's times that people get on your nerves so bad, you will just open up your mouth and go, I wish you just die. Y'all saying, oh, there's too much. But it, there's some people that will play with that button. They find it. How can they find it? How do they know where it's at? Because you worked all your life to hide that switch. But they find it. And they'll hit it. And when they hit it, there's things that you don't know that's in you that begin to come out of you. Come on, somebody. You'll begin to sit down and start saying things and doing things you never, you thought you was delivered from 10 years ago. In Proverbs 18.21, the Bible says this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We all know that. We all know that phrase. The problem is we stop right there when there's more to the scripture. Because we like to say that life and death is in the power of the tongue. But the rest of it says, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Those that love it will eat its fruit. Well, what is it? And what do I need to love? This is a question we need to ask. If life and death is in the power of the tongue, they must be talking about that there's some type of power in my tongue. And whatever I love, I'm going to eat the fruit of it. So what they're talking about, if you love death, you're going to speak death. If you love life, you're going to speak life. And that's where the power's at. When you're speaking life, you're speaking the word. And when you're speaking the word, you're speaking what God says. And if you're speaking what God says, then he's going to watch after his word to perform it. Come on, somebody. Because what we look at is we think the word of God is different than Jesus. But Jesus is the word of God. He says, lo, I come in the volume of a book. And when we read his word, we're speaking Jesus. So if we, you know, we always talk about, I'm going to send Jesus your way. You don't send Jesus their way. You send the word your way. You speak the word of God to people. And as you begin to speak the word, you're sending Christ to him. And when you're sending Christ to him is when healing comes. Amen. When deliverance comes. Wholeness comes. When you begin to speak life. Praise God. See, I, I'm here to tell you, how do you speak life? Well, when you speak life, you speak about Christ. Why? Because Christ said it himself. I am the way, the truth, and the He is the light. So if I'm going to speak life for you, I'm going to speak his word over you. When I speak his word over you, I'm speaking about Jesus. Mm. Now, looking back at our text, Mark chapter 7 and 32, it says, A deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him, who's Jesus, and the people begged Jesus. They begged him, lay your hands on this man and heal him. Now, let me pause for a second because maybe it's not just me and you guys pray for your pastor. But you know what? There's something to me that, that I, I know theologians say stuff like this. They go, well, the people loved this man so dearly in that town that they wanted him healed. I don't believe that. Because I don't know about you. It's Christmas time and the beggars are out. And it bothers me that I can't even go to the grocery store or into the mall without having to step around somebody asking me for money. You guys, you guys looking at me like I need to be saved. I'm just being honest. Because at the end of the day, personally, when somebody's sitting outside dressed as well as I am and they're asking for money and they got some beats on, some Dre beats on and an iPhone, so that's bothersome. It's annoying. And so, so, I mean, because it's like, look, somebody's like, hey, man, you got, a, you got a dollar? Can I get some money? He got beats on. I'm like, you want to sell me those beats? I'll give you $10 for them beats right now if you really need money. 
Nah, man, nah, nah. Well, you don't need no money then. It's annoying. And I believe these people of the town were tired of stepping over this deaf man and walking around. I'm just trying to get to worship, and this dude is always sitting here asking me for money every day. We tried to get him off. We tried to get him out of here. It didn't work. So guess what? We're going to take him to Jesus. Y'all didn't catch that. Stop giving money to people and take them to Jesus. Somebody say, man, uh, hey, sir, can I have some money? Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto you. Get up and walk. I better start reading your Bibles. Now, this man was deaf. I got to get back. Got to get back. This man is deaf. Now, we're all familiar of the term deaf, correct? You guys know what deaf means? When we hear deaf, we automatically think somebody can't hear, incapable of hearing anything. Well, let me use the Webster's Dictionary term and definition to help you. It says this, partially or wholly lacking or deprived of the sense of hearing or being unable to hear. That's deaf. That's what we all think about, right? That's the definition we assume when we read this scripture. But the scripture states that there was a man, he was a deaf man, and there was a man that was partially or wholly lacking or depriving a sense of hearing. That's what we think. He's deaf, he's talking funny, right? That's what we think. Now, in our text, we see that he's not only deaf, but he also had a speech impediment, right? Now, you guys know this. This is automatic. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody that's hard of hearing or deaf, but you know it's a medical fact that people that are hard of hearing also speak different. Yes, they, they talk different because they can't hear audible tones. Tone when they talk, they talk, you need to talk lower, and they talk funny. So it's a speech impediment. Yes, sir. yes you guys with me? Yes, well, let's look at another definition before I get into the definition right. of impediment. I need you to look at the definition of death because the Webster Dictionary shows me another definition that I believe we shouldn't overlook. And it says this, refusing to listen, to heed or to be persuaded, unreasonable or unyielding. So what this is telling me is that I could still hear and still be deaf. Why? Because I'm refusing to listen. I'm refusing to heed, I'm refusing to be persuaded, and I'm unreasonable, and I'm unyielding. Yes, it means I'm deaf. Hear every word you're saying, but still deaf. You guys remember that? Talk to the hand. Y'all remember that? You heard them, but it's like, you ain't talking to me. Now, you know there's a big difference between hearing and listening. You know, we look at our kids all the time and go, do you hear me? You're yelling. You're right here. Of course I hear you. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, look at your kids if they're next to you. But there's a difference between hearing and listening. Or watch this. Hearing and heeding. Big difference. Because I can hear you and not do what you say. But when I hear you and I heed what you're saying, I don't only hear you, but I do. That's why the Bible says, blessed are, blessed are the doers of the word. Not just the hearers only. You know, people leave their church. Ooh, I was blessed by that word. No, you weren't. You can't be blessed by the word till you go out and start doing it. Hello? Just messed y'all theology up, didn't I? Didn't I? Oh, okay. 
See, many of us in here have been hearing what the Lord is saying, but not listening or heeding to what the Lord is saying. And because we're only hearing and because we're deaf to God's word, refusing to listen. Because we refuse to listen, because we refuse to heed, because we refuse to be persuaded, we develop a speech impediment. What do you mean by impediment? That word impediment means to slow down or get in the way. Because we are hearers of the word and not doers of the word, we begin to speak things that are slowing down the plan and purpose that God has for our lives. We begin to speak things that get in our way. They get in our way of healing, they get in our way of breakthrough, they get in our way of deliverance, and get in our way of our plan and purpose that God has for us. Amen. Because we begin to speak it. Amen. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I know you hear this, but are you listening? <laughs> so we go back to verse 33. It says that Jesus led him away from the crowd so they could be alone. Jesus led him away from the crowd so they could be alone. Saints of God, I'm here to tell you, there are times in your life that you're trying to wonder where your friends went. Where did everybody go? You're like, I just need a friend. I, I called somebody. They, they ain't answering the phone. So-and-so is supposed to come over. Are either friends bail and leave out of your life and you feel alone? Listen, you're never alone. You might be lonely, but you're never alone. Because the word of God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you lo i'm with you till the ends of the earth god is always with us but see sometimes god is trying to pull us away from people so he could be alone with you so we need to stop trying to focus on being alone with that uh significant other sometimes and be alone with jesus god wants to get intimate with you too did i get too deep all right See, God is trying to separate us from all the naysayers. He wants you to get into a place where it's just you and him. He wants you just for him. And some Christians, listen, some Christians that are even around you aren't going to understand what God is speaking to you. And when you mention it to them, they're going to be naysayers. They're going to be like, oh, well, no, I don't think that's Jesus. And see, God says, no, I've given you that dream. I've given you that purpose. I've given it to you. And see, God says, I got to pull you away from these people because I'm the one that's talking to you, but you're too busy listening to them over me. And if you're going to listen to them, you're going to get deaf to my word. And when you get deaf to my word, you're going to develop a speech impediment because now you're going to begin to speak those things that they were telling you instead of speaking what I've told you. And when you speak what they say, that's death. And when you speak death, you will get death. See, God said, I got to get you away from all that other garbage. How do I know? Watch what he does next. It says that Jesus put his fingers in the man's ears. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I've been to healing services, and I've seen a lot of weird things. Jesus, this dude's already deaf. Why are you putting your fingers in his ears? Well, if we look at this, not as exactly what he did, but what he did is prophetically, and he's doing as an analogy, is that he stuck his fingers in his ear because he is the word. He's the word, and he's trying to show you, listen, I'm trying to, when the word gets in your ears, what I'm trying to do is I'm putting my word in your ears, which is me, into your ears, and at the same time, when you're listening to the word, you can't hear the world. 
Because when the word comes in, it doesn't mix with the world if it's the word. The Bible says when the light shines, the dark comprehendeth it not. So you can't have light and dark in the same place. So when the light enters into your, to your ears, which is the word, because Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and he's the light of the world. When the light ends up into your ears, there's no darkness. So you can't mix the word with darkness. Because the minute you try to add darkness into the word, it no longer becomes the word. So now he put his fingers in the man's ears and, and I'm like, okay, well, what is this? God, he can't hear anyway. Sticking your fingers in his ear. I understand that. And Jesus is saying this. I need you to stop listening to everything else and only listen to the word. I need you to stop looking around and stop going buying these books, 12 steps to prosperity and 10 steps to feeling better and five steps to get what you want and two steps to two step. We got to get out of these things. Now, don't get me wrong. Books are good. I'm not against the book. But the, everything you ever want to know and learn, everything you need to prosper in this life is found in the word of God, in the Bible. Jesus is my everything. And how do I know? Because Jesus has said, lo, I come in the volume of a book. The book is the Bible. Everything I need to know about Jesus is in the Bible. And some of us avoid reading the Bible like it's the plague. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can't know Christ without knowing your word. Amen. Amen. Oh, my. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We all need to listen you, to one word from the Lord. Because one word from the Lord will set us in the right direction. One word from the Lord will give us strategy to start a business. One word from the Lord will give us wisdom to get out of a bad situation. Just listening to one word from the Lord. One word. It's all we need. Not one word from a friend. Not one word from some successful person. We need to hear a word. Because I'm going to tell you what. Look, there's many successful people in life. They can give you some good ideas. They can give you good strategy. You should listen to them. You should get behind them. But you know what? Sometimes the route that they took is not the route that you're supposed to take. I wish y'all listened to me right now. There's too many people trying to follow in the footsteps of these great people. And God said, listen, I ordered your steps, not them. That's why God said, I know the plan. I got the plan. I'm the one. I know the plan that I have for you. We're so busy trying to follow us. Okay, so what'd you do? You did what? Okay. And then what? What? You did what? All right. Listen, Pastor John did a lot of things. I've been through a lot of stuff to get where I'm at today. And that's only an example. Not of the steps. What you should follow is the sacrifice. The suffering. Ooh, don't want to talk about that one. That's the example that you should follow. But you're going to suffer a different way than I suffer. But when it comes down at the end of the day, all suffering's the same. That's right. That's right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. The rest of the verse says, then spitting on his own fingers, he touched a man's tongue. Can I pause for a moment? Can we think about this for a second? If I called you up for an altar call right now, and I spit on my fingers, and I even reached towards your face. You would either slap my hand or do some like some 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 like holy Jerusalem uh, kung fu, right? It's like, oh God. You know when a hand comes towards your face, you be like, oh hallelujah. That's what you do. You ain't letting nobody touch your mouth, let alone your tongue, after they spin on their fingers. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
Okay, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, I'll never do that, please. I might, as I'm talking, spit on you by accident, but it's an accident. I didn't do it intentionally. It just happens. Big lips. Watch, though, watch, watch, watch. Jesus put his fingers in his ears and then touched his tongue. Now, it's important the order that Jesus did this. Jesus had to deal with the man's hearing before he could deal with his speech. See, Jesus had to deal with the man's hearing before he dealt with his speech. See, so once the hearing issue was dealt with, Jesus touched the man's tongue to change his appetite. There's these little dots, these little things on your tongue. I don't know if you guys know. They're called taste buds. And see, how do you develop a taste for something? You taste it. Getting back to Proverbs 18:21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Watch this. Do you know why you eat stuff that's bad for you? Because it tastes good. You wouldn't eat something to taste. You wouldn't keep eating because you developed an appetite for cakes and candy. You keep eating cakes and candy. And fried food. Why? Because fried food tastes good. But I developed a taste for it because I developed a taste for it because it touched my tongue. So there's power in this tongue. Jesus said, I need to develop an appetite for you. After he cleared his hearing, he says, listen, I need you to taste and see that I'm good. Oh, 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 oh. You got, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He is the bread of life. You got to eat the bread. That's why I said, unless you eat of this bread and drink of this blood, the bread is the body, the blood, the wine is his blood. He told you you had to eat it to develop a taste, an appetite for life. Our desires come from our taste buds. Jesus dealt with his hearing. Then he dealt with his taste buds and his speech. And then he looked up to heaven in verse 34 and he sighed. Now listen, the story I told you was how I imagined the scripture. I don't know how old this man was and this isn't biblical truth, but it's just how I see it. That this man was old, and I began to believe that the reason why Jesus sighed is because here he saw an old man, probably in his 50s, and he sat there and he sighed, and he said, 50 years wasted because you listened to something that you didn't need to listen to. Because you received it more as an agreement with death. Mm. He just, he just... And he said, Ephraim, Father, which means be open. Instantly, the man could hear perfectly. Now, we said when it says hear perfectly, it doesn't mean necessarily that he could hear clearly. But when it says hear perfectly, there's only one perfect thing that's being said, and that is the word of God. He, he said he could hear perfectly. It was, it, it's perfectly as the noun and, and not as an adjective. It's, it's perfectly because perfectly is the perfect one, the one that wasn't created, the one that was and is and is to come. It was Jesus. He can now hear the word of God. And once he was able to hear perfectly, then his tongue was freed, and now he could speak plainly. Woo. It's because his hearing was adjusted, he was able to speak plainly. What is plainly? He was able to now to speak what he heard. And if he heard perfection, and when perfection was spoken to him, he was able to speak perfection. Yes, 
See, we got to understand is that, listen, if faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God, so does fear come by hearing. This man all of his life heard the negative curse words because his mother was bitter that she began to spew and pour out upon her son. And eventually he began to receive it. Amen. And as he received this, these words that weren't the words of God, he began to speak it himself. Yeah. See, once you curse somebody and once they agree with it, you no longer have to curse them anymore because now they're in agreement with it. And once they accept it and they're in agreement with it, they'll begin to speak it. And as they speak it, it comes to life. Because a young man began to speak that it'll never be nothing, he never was anything. He became just like his father. Therefore, the curse continued on. God is telling us today, he says, listen, there's a principle that I need you to understand. And that is, I need you to hear my word. You guys got to read your Bibles. Sometimes you need to read them out loud. Especially the promises of God. God, you've given me everything I need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. I have the mind of Christ that you may instruct me. God, I am the head and not the tail. I am victorious in Christ Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror. We have to learn how to speak those words loud because faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. Listen, I like music like anybody else. I love music. But listen, either something's being edified, which means built up, or it's being torn down, one or the other. Your faith does not stay the same. When you're using faith, it's like using fuel. So when you start using it, it will, it will dwindle. It'll start to go down. If you're not doing something to build your faith, it's being torn down. Your faith that you had yesterday is not enough to sustain you for today. And the faith that you had through the last, through the last trial and tribulation won't get you through the next trial and tribulation. God wants you to build up your faith. That's one of the reasons why he talks about rejoicing. If you got to rejoice, that means you use the joy that you had already. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. See, the cold part about it is, do you realize that, that the media understands these principles? That's why they continue to play things over and over again. You wake up in the morning. I just want dare you to do this just one time. Wake up in the morning, turn the news on. Why does the news repeat itself over and over again? The same thing over and over again. And it's never good news. Because the moment we do see good news, when they, when they start showing stuff like, hey, little Johnny just got his A-plus in his school, and then, you know, they're showing a the little family, and you're sitting there like, this ain't news. I'm just seeing who's going to tell the truth. Because you're not interested in the good stuff. We're interested in the bad things. That's just like if I come up to you and tell, man, hey, you know what? Uh, Alfie just bought a, a, a brand new Benz. Y'all don't want to hear that. What you want to hear is that, hey, Alfie just filed bankruptcy. You guys want to hear something like that. Look at you guys. No. You know why? Because bad news is news. We've been, we've been fixed and programmed to want to hear bad stuff. And when we hear it over and over again, we start speaking bad things. And if we can just speak bad things, then those things will come to, come to fruition. That's right. That's right. The enemy knows that. If he can get you to agree with him, you're going to start speaking what he's telling you. But God says, if you keep putting the word of God in your ears, that's why we have a podcast, you guys. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want you just listening to me every day because I'm, I'm like, get some gratification out of knowing that you're listening to the podcast. 
I do it so that you guys can get the word of God in your ear over and over again to build your faith up over and over again. And then you're going to look in the Bible like the Bereans to see what I said was so like, oh, wait, this pastor was wrong. I'm one of those pastors that if I do preach it wrong or I say something wrong during Tuesday nights, you can go ahead and write the note, drop it in the bucket and say, Pastor, I, uh, you said this. I'm not going to get mad because I'm still growing, too. But you got to hear the word of God. You got to change what you're listening to. What are you listening to? Are you listening to what thus saith the Lord? Are you listening? Are you listening? Are you hearing? But most of all, are you heeding what thus saith the Lord? What curse have you accepted in your life that didn't come from God? There's been things that have been spoken over your life. Even worse, there's things that you spoke over your life. And you've cursed yourselves. But today... God sticking his fingers in your ears. Today, God is touching your tongue. And he's saying, open. Open. Today is the day that you will hear and receive the word of God. And you'll begin to speak plainly and perfectly. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. Praise God. Proverbs 13 and 3 says this, those who control their tongue will have long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. Proverbs 15 and 2 says, the tongue of the wise make knowledge appealing. But the mouth of a fool belches out foolishness. Do you realize you can get so much of the word of God in you that when something bad happens, the word of God comes out of you? Do you guys realize that whatever you soak a sponge with, that's what's going to come out when you squeeze it? You can't put water in a sponge and squeeze it and expect milk to come out. That's what we're doing. We're not filling ourselves. What happens is we, we, we get a little bit of the word in, but we fill ourselves all week with the world filling up with the world and then all of a sudden when trials and tribulations and situations and circumstances become and they begin to squeeze us guess what comes out the world see sometimes God realizes in order to clean the sponge it has to be squeezed out when I got dirty water in a sponge I squeeze it out and then I run it under fresh water See, there's some situations and circumstances, trials and tribulations that are squeezing the world out of you. But God is saying today, he says, not today. He says, I'm allowing it to squeeze that world out of you. He says, I'm allowing it to happen because I want to run you under the fresh water, under the living water. And he's going to keep you there. He wants you to stay under there, near the the, the rivers of living water. That's why the Bible says, from out of your bosom shall flow rivers of living water. The rivers of living water flows out when we're squeezed. But when we look at, you know, the, 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 the deceitfulness of this world and the deceitfulness of riches enter in and it squeezes, sometimes it can choke the world, the word out of us becoming unfruitful. The only reason why it becomes unfruitful and squeezes the word out of us is because we departed from under the fresh flowing water of Jesus right. Christ. That's right. That's right. That's right. Will you heed God's word today? Blessed are the doers of his word. 
and not just the hearers only. If you're in here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, you've heard of Jesus, and I need you to understand something because I need to make it plain to you. I'm not talking about you coming up here and just saying a prayer and reciting and repeating something after a pastor. That doesn't make you saved. Reading a script doesn't make you saved. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, that whole confession, that is repent. See, we got to add repentance into salvation. Salvation isn't repentance. It's repentance. Which means turn from. It's not just turning once. It's a constant turning because there's many avenues in our lives that we need to turn from our ways and the world's ways and turn towards Jesus Christ, the salvation of the world. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. And if you would like to know more information about our church, please visit thebuildingcf.com or download our app on all major app stores and marketplaces. Once again, thank you and have a blessed day.